Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Duckies and Dargons. As always, my name is Mayhem, and I am going to be your DM for this evening. Before we get started with uh, today's session, let me just give yet another. Yes, I know it's it's happening multiple sessions in a row. Let's just start off with a long sigh first, and then explain what you've done. It's it's a popular thing to do these days. Yeah, yeah. So let me just get into character here. <sighs> I apologize for my work putting me on a shift schedule that I should not be on. However, I can confirm that this episode, the week after, and the week after there will definitely be recordings. I narrowly avoided having to cancel the 22nd, but I, I'm clear we are, we are recording for the next three weeks unless one of my cast members turns around and gives me a reason as to why we shouldn't be. But yeah, I've got something on next week. Yeah, well, you can literally suck my left nut. I really don't care. I'm sure that might have already been done, but hey. Listen. <laughs> also, uh, <laughs> massive, massive, massive shout out to OnlyCrits.com for continuing to support us. I have gotten emails from OnlyCrits not that long ago, and they have been absolutely, just absolutely stupendous with the amount of support that they're giving us. Uh, the This is a very long overdue update as well. Um, the winner of the Only Crits giveaway that was conducted during our live-streamed episode, Fare Thee Well, is extremely happy with the bundle of prizes that they have received uh, as, a behalf on, as a result of winning uh, the giveaway. They have sent me updates on how their dice set feels uh, to use. They sent me a, a bunch of photos, really good quality photos of the dice set itself, and I have to say they actually look so much better in person than they do on the only crits website so if you guys are ever in the market for some new ttrpg materials whether it be dice dice bags dice trays or pre-written uh short-term adventure modules head on over to onlycrits.com and use code ducky for 10 percent off and also to kick a little bit of a a bit of support our way because it is absolutely incredible the amount of stuff that we've been able to achieve in this just over a year of recording and uh, yeah, I'm very, very humbled by how far we've come as a podcast. So let's recap, shall we? <laughs> well, considering, Ilera, Ilera, considering. shut your mouth <laughs> before I shut it for you. <laughs> I mean, you've got to do a bit of explaining because some people so, might not have heard the recent episode. Well, yeah, that's another that thing. Did. That's another a, a thing. Week, two weeks ago. That's two a, weeks ago. Yeah, it was. It was and... two weeks ago. You, you little shit. <laughs> For those of you who have noticed, there's been a two-week silence in terms of uploads from from us. That is actually in part because of the fact that I just haven't had the mental capacity to go and edit and upload the last session until today so yeah magic mollies at the time that you're hearing this was released yesterday so you're getting two episodes one day after another during that episode i learned that i should never give my players any downtime whatsoever let alone two in-game days of it so elera and anon decided that they were going to re-embark, and I say re-embark because they've tried to do this before, 
re-embark on their personal mission of trying to get Zaris a lady. Not just any lady, but a professional lady. Uh, Zaris kindly declined and decided that he was going to go home and sleep, whereas Alara and Anon decided that they weren't quite done with their evening in Amdale and were going to go in search of any sort of establishment that might cater to their, their needs or their interests. So they find Magic Molly's, an environment I had to homebrew off the top of my head in the moment and just completely improvise out of my pearly white asshole. And I'm not going to lie, I was kind of happy with it. There is a lot of stuff I could have done better. But yeah, they ventured into Magic Molly's, met Molly, the bartender and the owner, had a couple of drinks, and on met a very, very interesting little dwarven male by the name of Dublin, and uh, absconded with Dublin to one of the side rooms where they were playing cards. But that's not exactly how Alara perceived it. Alara, okay, before it, that, I ordered my food, and I never did get my food in the end. No, you sacrificed your food as <laughs> as a apology. So, Alara kicked down the bedroom door, scared the living shit out of Dublin, and I think remind me, did you not? You slapped them as well, didn't you? He kept uh, stuttering, so Alara thought, yeah, I couldn't yeah, slap it, yeah. might stop him stuttering, so Alara picked him up and slapped him on the face. <laughs> if anything, you made that stutter worse. Well done, Alara. <laughs> that poor little dwarf is now scarred for his extended life. So, yeah, having now emotionally damaged, emotional damage, one of Magic Molly's apparent best customers, <laughs> Anon and Lara left for the evening and decided to go back to their residence on the other side of the capital city. So, before we start off tonight's session, I am going to do a 24-hour time skip because I really need us to get back onto the main storyline. Mainly... Well, something we want to experience in, in the town. You no, know, no, no. No, you're lucky that I, you're lucky I didn't like maybe go. Maybe there's a pet shop. You're you're lucky I didn't go with option B. Which Op, was? Uh, well, we can discuss that during the uh, the chapter review uh, when it, uh, it, uh, when whenever we get to that episode, knowing uh, knowing our affinity for dragging out chapters longer than they're actually written for. Anyway, your downtime has come to an end. You guys wake up. The sun is cresting over the, the streets of Amdale, and today is the day where you are due to venture back to the palace and make your way through teleportative means to Arkara, Zarus's homeland, of which he has not been to in multiple decades. You guys remember that the mission that you were tasked with was investigating a series of murders at one of the uh, the military outposts on the eastern side of the, the continent. That's the only details that you had at the time. Uh, Balin gave you just the, the skeleton of the briefing, but told you that you would get more details when you came back to the palace and checked in before your, your travel. So, disaster trail. It's, it feels so good to say that again. I've, I, you know what? I'm going to take a moment here. I've missed you guys. Lies. 
Now that ladies and gentlemen, that, that ladies and gentlemen is why I don't say nice things to Lara because she never believes it. You never said nice things to you to begin with. So I said several <laughs> yeah. nice things to you today, and you know I had witnesses too. So <laughs> but they're not in the recording, so me and uh, they're they're not Dougie's Prove Americans it. cast members. Prove that you're nice to me. On you go. Yeah, you're not, you're, 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 you're such a stand-up guy, you know that? It's, it's really hard to find any fault with you. Oh, is it? Oh, that, in that case, you'd be happy for us to do a bit more exploring before we go to... Nope. The palace. Nope. He said, yeah, he's just a fine guy, so you know what? Okay, Alara's gonna go and, uh... <laughs> Alara's gonna get arrested in a minute. In my own home for doing nothing? Wow. Wow. Wouldn't be the first time. Anyhow. <laughs> Excuse me? Sorry, that got a little real there for a second, didn't it? I'll have you know I've never actually been arrested in my life. Thank you very much. First time for everything. Wanker. Wanker. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. Can we, can we just, can we please? Oh, I guess. Fuck it. Fine. <laughs> Well, so what are we do in DM? Set, I don't know. set the scene. You said, you said you guys are at home. You know what you need. Scene. You know what you need to do. I'm now, giving is it you the morning. Is it the afternoon? It's you the morning. I said it was the morning. What time in the morning? Roughly? Oh my god, Ilera! <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to de-level you. I'm going to de-level you. I'm gonna put you back to level one and I'm gonna like take all the levels that are being removed from you and I'm gonna divide them out between your other two players. So Zaris, I think that would mean that you and Anon both go up to level seven. Cool. I mean, I'm cool with it. <laughs> Backstabbing cunts. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, it is morning. You know that you have to go to the palace. Bless you, Anon. Thank you. That came through the microphone on my end. Uh, what, what time do we have to report to the palace, DM? Uh, you were, if, if I remember correctly, you were told no later than midday. So you've got about five hours. Okay, at this point, then Elara's just at the sort of the breakfast table, and she's just sort of checking her weapons, the the scythe, uh, poison rock daggers, her her actual rapier, and that she's just sort of cleaning them, maintaining the weapons. Okie dokie. Anon and Zaris, what are the two of you doing? Still sleeping. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that, that works for me, because I don't <laughs> really know, to be honest. Alright. Elara, you're, you're, you're steering the ship here at the moment. <laughs> God so help us. Uh, wow, 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 wow. That sounds like someone wants to go back to the, the whorehouse again, if you keep speaking to me like Magic that. Molly's, <laughs> Magic Molly's is closed during the day, thank you very much. Where one door opens another. Anyways. <laughs> so Larry just sort of, as I said, sort of doing the general maintenance on our weapons. 
particularly the new sword uh, she's got, which she got from that blacksmith in, in town, and she's really happy with that. She can't wait to start using that. She's hoping to try and get the Reaper on the, her, her sword in sort of dual combat, but she's, you know, going to be new to that. She's looking inside the window. The time just now, DM? About 7.30 a.m., give or take. So she puts her weapons back down on the table, just leaves them there, and she goes out the front for a one of her cigarettes. And then she just thinks. He's looked at, you know, in the past couple of... In, uh, in session there, DM, how long in game time has it been since we woke up from the graves? Oh, God. Uh, like a couple of months? Yeah, I'd say it's been about three, that month three, in, three in and a half, peak. Closer, closer to four months. So she's just pondering, you know, like, all she's achieved, like, since waking up from those graves, you know, and seeing people who she just thought as just random sort of allies, sort of teammates, and then finds out she's got a bit of an attachment to them. She doesn't really want to let on. Thinking of the fact that not many people have been able to contact their own patrons, and yet, you know, she's not, not only contacted hers, she's spoken to the Ice Queen as well. Well, a double of the Ice Queen, and then saw the Ice Queen with the, the King. And then threatened a sort of clone of Spider Queen, she's sort of thinking, my god, I'm not fucking dead yet, that's... That's interesting. Should have died. Okay, and then she makes her religion roll. Don't worry, I'm not gonna try and uh, derail it. I'll do my roll of... A6, well that's not gonna work, so... She's... What are you trying to? What is it you're trying to do? She just wants to send a message of, look, I know I've not been the best supporter. Probably not. Probably not supporter. Probably not the right, right, right word. Alara, damn. Um, not being the best. You start. But everything you've done and helped me accomplish and little hints you've thrown, I, I do appreciate that. Uh, maybe one day I can get a bit closer to you, sort of find out more about what's inside me. What I can do. Who I, been, who, I, who I can become. But at the moment, just thank you. You do um, get you do get a response back. And it's just the following. Blood, guts, bones, muscle tissue, and organs. That's what's inside you. <laughs> Lara just sort of, uh, sort of leans her head back and goes, ah, fuck, okay. <laughs> so, uh, so she finishes her cigarette. She, I'm going to roll a perception. Because I want to see what's around it, what's happening in the gardens or in the neighbor and the neighbors and that. All right. So that would be, da, 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 da. okay, to roll for that. Four, sees fuck all. Yeah, you you're still you're She's still burning really... at the sunlight, looking at it, going fuck. Oh, I, you know it's funny you should say that. 
You know, it's it's real funny you should say that, because there's a mechanic that you and Anon have not been adhering to the entire time that the campaign's been going for. You see every single perception check you've been doing during sunlight? Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be a disadvantage. No comment, your honor. <laughs> it's fine. It's a it's a ruling that I don't really agree with. Um so I have that that's why aside well, from, aside, if you think about aside it, from wise, we're more uh, we're more attuned to daylight anyway. No. Yes, exactly. Think about we, it. No. I grew up I grew up uh hunters. Racially your your uh subcategory of uh elves are extremely sensitive to sunlight. So it is a racial mechanic, not a like class mechanic or anything like that. However, combined with the fact that it's a mechanic I have always forgotten to enforce, that and the fact that I think it's fucking stupid, that's why I haven't <coughs> that's why I haven't really been forcing you guys to make perception checks at disadvantage. So yeah. I, it's one of the it's one of the, the, the racial uh racial mechanics that I, I disagree with. Which is fine because this 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 homebrew this is this campaign is entirely homebrew, so it's fine. <laughs> you can you can flex the rules a little bit in in favor of the players, or God forbid that I have to flex them in, in favor of myself. But well, anyway, so Elaris fuck all because the 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 sky is quite bright for her. She's like, oh, okay, looked up too quickly. Fuck. Looks back down the ground. Uh, and she's... She's quite confused. There's stuff like, you know, how quickly things have happened and... Again, what, what she's accomplished and the bond she's made with her with her party. But she's feeling like there's something else that's sort of locked that she wants to sort of discover. Whether it could be more powers or stuff about her family. She's, she's, she wants to know there's something else there, but she doesn't know how she can research it or how she can unlock it, so to speak. So she thinks about that for a minute and she's like, no, 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 Alara, this is stupid. No, fucking, no, you're not fucking a god or anything like that. Fucking hell, Alara. No. And... So she sparks up another cigarette. I've said that already, but she's, she's on her second one now. And she's just... She... has a think about one of her... Uh, someone that used to work close, uh, close by her who sort of betrayed her and she brutally murdered. But she's... It's a sort of quick flashback, and she's like, nope, 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 I'm not ready, nope, get get out of my fucking head. Okay. So she's like, she's like, nope, fuck it, I'm not, I'm not, no, 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 I'm not, no, not, not telling them now, no, I'm I'm not telling them that, no. No, Alara, you can tell them, no, no, I, I can't tell them, Alara, if you tell them, no, God, no. No, I'm not. They wouldn't understand right now, no, they fuck it, they wouldn't understand anyway. <sighs> uh, anyway, weapons, 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 going back to my 
I will say go, that go clean your weapons, I will say that by this point, Zarus and Anon, you guys are awake, so you can feel free to make your way down, have yourself some breakfast, and prepare for the day ahead. I will do that. Ben. I think this is the quietest I've ever heard Zarus, and it's it's. I have scary. been quiet for the last three episodes. <laughs> no, 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 you have not, good sir. La last episode <laughs> was all about them. Yeah. Episode before that was all about them. The. the I, okay, I will say that I did talk a little bit on the episode before that, but uh -huh. not a whole lot. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Oh, no. Anyway, <laughs> Cyrus comes down screaming that at the top of his lungs. Anon and Alara, you're just looking at him going, Who the fuck is he talking to? God? What? Uh, that's, no, uh, yeah, yeah, you're saying it to your mother. Yeah, you're arguing with your mother first thing in the morning. I didn't talk! God! <laughs> Anyhow. Why does Zarus's mama have to be so cool? I mean, why did she have to be voiced by someone so amazing as well? Facts. Facts. Agreed. Agreed. Right. Oh, you guys are up? Oh. Thought you'd be sleeping a bit longer, wouldn't you? It's like you're gonna go through hell, so, uh, why the fuck are you not still sleeping? Hello. I mean, I could have slept longer, but we got stuff to do today. So, yeah, but what you do know we're going to do today. We're gonna go I through we hell. We're just gonna see the guy at noon. Well, we're going to Arcadas today, so regardless, we're gonna be fucking knackered. But I swear to God, if, if this is like another thing where we disappear for a month, I'm not going to be happy. Yep. I don't even want to be there in general, but unfortunately we have to, so. Come again? I don't want to go to Arcada, but we have to. You know the place? Unfortunately. And you didn't think to tell us this when... I was born there, Alara. <laughs> oh. Oh, right. Um. Yeah, I can see how that would be a tough one for you. Um. Uh, it might get worse. You've had your blood today, right? No. Ate your but blood? I, I mean... Let me roll to see if I even need it. I take a drop. Okay. Last thing we want is you going on a... I mean, pardon me for sounding quite blunt here, but last thing we want is you going on a fucking rampage. It might because happen anyway. That place is going to bring back... If, if that is the place you were born, as you said, then... Why do I get the feeling we're going to go over where you, where you, you know, 
lost your friends. Or it, if we run it, if we run into your friends. You're yeah, gonna try and th- keep that, them in check. That that's kinda what I'm afraid of. But a job is a job, so Okay, I've got a there's probably gonna be no fucking safe answer for this, but I'm gonna fucking ask anyway. How do we keep if say your alter ego comes out, how the hell do we I know there's probably not a way to calm it down, but it's gotta be something to kinda reason with it. Um, Come on, bud. I mean, blood, lots of it. But without death, there's got to be a way, surely. I mean, I know I'm fucking, I can't really talk about, you know, death and kills and whatnot, but. I I mean, the the only other option apart from that would be to knock me unconscious. And how the hell the fuck do you knock out a sorcerer? That's what you said you were, right? I mean, that's where that's part of it, yes. But thing about it is, is that there's only two options. Calm it down, and that's blood. Or if that doesn't work, then put me unconscious. And I ask the question again, Zar, how the hell do you knock out a demonic sorcerer? You fight me. Or find some sneaky way to do it. Like, there's no um, other. No, unfortunately. Fuck. Yeah. Like, there's only I mean, so much that I can do. And once that side of me loses complete control and goes rampage like that's the only two options that you've got until I get better grasp of Ugh. that side of me so okay, it's let's, let's ask it another way Zara. I should stop saying him or it or the alter ego because it is still you so how the hell do we calm you down knock me out or give me blood that's it No darts, no tranquilizer. I mean, those no those things will those things will knock me out if you have them. Like, Ilara just sort of looks right towards Anon, trying to make sure that Zaris can't see what she's about to mouth off, and she's just like, "Poison a tranquilizer." Anon's just nodding furiously. Oh God. Maybe some drugs as well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> turns back to... I mean, yeah, she's she's asking Zara how she can stop him, but then again, that sorcerer side of him when that comes out is going to know what Zara said to us anyway, so, you know, some sort of element of surprise. I know, I know Tranquilizer was mentioned, but Poison wasn't, so... Alright, okay, so... Just keep in mind that that side of me is very cunning, very sneaky, and very manipulative. So... Oh, I don't doubt that. The way you fought fucking the Deceiver, I don't fucking doubt that. Just... Alright, if you can do that with your unlocked powers, it makes me scared not for you, not for the Sorcerer. What the fuck's gonna happen to us? 
We're so, not going to turn into a fucking dragon or something, are we? <laughs> no, no. So that that's the that's kind of like his downfall is that as I'm as much a part of it, it's as much a part of me. You know, it's kind of two sides of the same coin. So it's not going to injure or hurt somebody that it, I, as I am now, see as an ally unless that ally goes in and tries to cause them harm then that's when they'll go on the offense it, it's more of the lines of that it's going to try to attack something that it knows that it can attack without consequences um, kind of like survival of the fittest kind of bullshit you know, it, it's okay. got, it sees food. It's going to go after the food. Okay, a few more things, and then there's a request I've got. But I'll, I'll mention a few things first. You say only when you don't, unless you're pissed off or when you haven't had enough blood that that thing takes, takes over you, but you can control it. To an extent. When you fought the Deceiver, how much in control were you? About 50-50. Okay, this is going to sound very insane, and I don't expect you to agree. Can I speak with him? Can you speak with him? When you're in that form, can I speak to it? With no bloodshed or violence. I know it caused you pain, but I would like to speak to it. When you when you're in that form, if I'm not going to force you, only if you would allow me to, and then if you say no, I'll never ask again. Zaris looks to Anon and says, "Do you have that dart ready?" No, he said it would take a long time. It might be ready when we come back, though. Just pull out, pull out your sword. What? Okay. If this goes south, keep hitting until I go unconscious. I just want to... Okay. Can you assure me that there's... I know you said I, this, this is precaution stuff, but when they first come out, when you're in that form, are we okay for, for a start? I don't know. But we're going to try it now. Are you sure, Zaris? You don't have to do this if you don't want to. Like, we've got to get to this at some point. So we might as well. I just, I mean, it's going to hear what I'm saying to you here now. Anyway, but it, I just want to make acquaintances with or ally myself with I, this and let it the, know we are not a threat. That that part I'm agreeing with, but on my end, as Zerus, I want to take full precautions, which is why that I want, while you're talking to Fury, I want Anon to be ready in case that things go south. I want to do something right in front of you. So yourself and your form can see this, and Elera 
sort of points to the table, the weapons that are still on it. All my equipment is there. So that if I'm I... going to be the first thing this thing sees, it knows I'm unarmed. Okay. I'm going to go full-fledged, let them have 100% control, and if it goes south, Anon has my permission to knock me out, put me unconscious. This goes for in-character and for the DM. Before we continue those hours, we do know that we have only a couple hours left, so preferably if there's no violence... That'd be Get, great. If there's no violence and he is satisfied, then I will be able to come back. But that's only if he is satisfied. No pressure. Which is, <laughs> which is why that I'm giving Anon permission to do what she needs to do to bring me back if things go south. I cool. understand. And okay. in case you don't make it back, thank you. And I'm sorry. I just pray that you don't regret this. And Zaris takes off his robe, shoulders it off, closes his eyes. I asked your I don't know what the correct word would be here. Other self? We I asked not not her and Elera points at Adam, not her. I asked to see you. Any any aggression, any violence, any hate, you aim at me. And I'd like to start by saying, we're not hostile to you. Our friend Anon here is equipped, should anything go south. But we don't know that. Easy prey. Well, your other self asked us to keep a backup, so if you want to kill, <laughs> I, my, my weapons are way over there, and she points at the table. Completely unarmed. You're right. I'm easy prey. But a fool would leave. A fool would leave themselves unarmed. With a, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Zara said you were a sorcerer of some kind. So it would be foolish to leave all my equipment and weapons away from me. But why would I do that? You may ask. Got to be a reason. My very existence is nothing but prey over predator. And right now, you're looking very, very much like prey. Then I ask what's stopping you. Him. So you know that we're not hostile to him. Unfortunately. And you know, if, we mean no if 
The time ever should come when you do become hostile. I will drink every drop of your fucking blood as if it was a glass of the finest wine in existence. First of all, mate, I'm telling you now, you drink my blood and you'd be sick. But anyway. Hate you. You watch as he sniffs the air like like a predator would. She smells sweet like honey. She, on the other hand, I said everything aimed towards me and not her. And on is it? You smell tainted like decay. Why? Why is that? Because I'm fucking ancient. No. No, 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 no. I think it's because of somebody you're acquainted with. Somebody that wants you desperately. Well, that's nice. Anyway, Fury, was it? That was a name that your other self gave them. Am I correct in calling you Fury, or is there another name that you prefer? I don't assume that you can speak the tongue of the demons, so Fury would suffice. Oh, good, good, good. We're on common ground. And Elera sort of looks left and right, claps her hands, and puts her hands in sort of, not fully up as surrender, but just, just semi-up of, okay. Now, okay, you know we mean no harm, and your other self is holding you back just now, despite me making myself an easy target and easy prey for you. Now, answer me this. With the connection that Zaris has to you, should we have to fight alongside in combat, can we rely on you with us? Unfortunately... Now, Zaris mentioned about a rage when he, get, when he when he gets a certain rage or a lack of blood, you have full control, but you have full control right now. So, should we be in combat together? Can we rely on you? Can I rely on you? As long as you satisfy my lust for blood, I don't really care. But should that not come about... Somebody, innocent or not, will bleed. And I will drink every last drop. Elera, at this moment, Zaris, how far away is Fury to Elera? Because Elera's standing right in front, so how far would you say Fury is? So, wherever Zaris stands... Like, wherever Zerus was standing in accordance to when he turned would be how far 
Fury is away from you because it's the same body, just two personalities. Yeah, but so, I was just wondering what, what distance you would have been in before you changed. I would probably I say something. that before I changed, I would have stepped back. I'm going to say that I would be no closer than 10 feet, maybe even 15 to 20 feet. In that case, then, what Alera does is, with her hand still semi-up, she walks towards Fury. Slowly, but walks towards him. One foot. Two foot. Three feet. Four feet. Five feet. Six feet. Seven feet. Eight feet. Nine feet. So so tell me exactly how close you get. I'm just doing it by foot by foot. Okay. You said about 10 foot. So I'm, as I'm, I'm doing this, I'm saying, I'm coming close. I'm still not going to do anything. What you do to me, fair enough. I because Fury is, n- Fury is not going to do anything until you get like within f- five feet or less. Well, well, when Lyra takes the first foot, she's saying, there's something I want to try. It's not touching. It's not hostile. It's not violence. Whatever you do to me, fair enough. So and if I, th- want, to make, I this want to make a deal with you. So before you can finish that sentence of making a deal, he doesn't physically touch you at first. He goes and does that thing that predators do when they're trying to get a, a full sense of their prey, where he goes over and at the base of your neck, he just sniffs. And then he, kind of like what Venom would do, he pulls his tongue out and just licks like your fresh meat. Can I just point my sword into your back and go, uh, that's close enough. Back Zaris back to Zaris's back or my back? Zaris's. So sweet. So delectable. Like pouring honey from a morning sunrise. Alright, we get it, you like your blood, but would you just fucking hear us out, please? God make damn it. Make it quick. Elara puts her left arm down by her side and puts her right hand as a handshake. You've basically said that he's holding you back from, you know, attacking us, but I want you, yourself, to say we can trust you in combat. Should we get in a fight that we can, you know, trust you in that aspect, not to kill us? You said, you say a lot, you have your hunger for blood. Yeah, Zaris did say that. Mm-hmm. that a lot Gods, of if you wanted to the absolute fucking assurance that I wouldn't kill you, Fine. We'll do this the old-fashioned way. Then shake my hand. Oh, it's gonna be much deeper than that, sweetheart. I'm listening. Fury is gonna turn around, hold out his hand, and look to Anon, and simply say, Cut my hand, and then cut hers. Are you going to drink her blood? No. You need a Do drop to seal the deal or something? That you are if not going to drink her blood. This is an oath of demons. 
Cut okay. my hands and cut hers. I cut his hand do as and he then says. I cut hers. Ah, yeah. Now. Enough warning. Now shake my hand. Lara puts a hand in front of her to shake it. So Fury will grab your hand, but here's what happens. You'll see this arcane chain start to form out of the middle of the hand and wrap around both wrists. Elera Basic. doesn't look at that, though. She just looks the fury dead in his eyes as this is happening. Um, basically, what this is, is this is like a demonic blood contract that, should it break on either side, on yours or his, that it's basically you asking for death. And it's done in an arcane way to where that, like, there's no getting out of it. That, that, that once it's done, it's done. So the deal is, is that he will not cause harm to you or Anon. That's it. But all he needed was my blood then for this. So essentially, it's it, the whole concept of this subclass is bound in blood shit so yes it, it's a matter of that he needs blood in order to do things right so in order to be able to function properly he needs blood but the less of it that he has the more chaotic the more insane he becomes he gets to a point to where that like he full on becomes like this predator versus prey thing where he will hunt until he is satisfied but he's currently being held back because he is currently semi-satisfied with what he was given so he's giving this contract through blood of his own and of yours stating he will not cause harm to you or Anon no matter what the circumstance lies, period. It, it's if he starves to death, he cannot harm you. But the the contract is vice versa. If you guys cause harm to this body, the contract's void, and he will try to kill you. Period. What I thought, and that is absolutely perfect, Cyrus. <laughs> so as this thing was happening, sort of, Elera sort of says satisfied or is there any more things you want of me apart from all my blood as long as i get my fill i don't rightly care but let me make something perfectly clear because i can read the mind of your friend zaris like an open book where you're going, in Arcana, that place, <laughs> you think hell is bad for him. You're about to witness a side of Zaris that even I am terrified of. And when he lets out, death follows. Then I'm glad. You're on our side. And she sort of 
sort of uh, grabs tighter on the hand she's shaking off. And she, she's not meaning it to be aggressive or, or sarcastic. She's being like serious, like, well, I'm glad you're on our side. Sort of squeezes the hand. <laughs> he pulls up towards you to look you within centimeters of your face and repeats. I'm going along with it now. But should you break your contract, your life and hers are mine. I see no issue with this. Deal's a deal. I'm an ex-murderer, ex-bounty hunter. I'm used to having to keep deals on contracts, so... Good. As you've said, deal's a deal. And then you watch, woof, slowly, he shifts back to Zaris. Or uh, will, will we still be holding hands at this point, Zaris? Yes. Huh? Oh, <laughs> we're, still, we're still holding hands at this point, Zaris, right? Yeah, but my right. wound has healed. Well, it would, of course, fucking would. So Alara just sort of still looking at the eyes of what was Fury, being now Zara, she's like, yeah, pretty good, as expected. And Zaris, cool. will look, Zaris will look down and see the hand and say, let me guess. Demon deal. You said this thing can, you said Fury can lose, can, you can lose control as Fury with a lack of blood or whatever. I just wanted to make sure that if things did go south, that we wouldn't be the first in line. So let's just, yeah, I made a deal with him. You, you, we're, we're bounty hunters, man. You, you, you need to keep all your sites covered and know who you, you kind of can't trust. It's the first demon deal I've done, mind you, so that was interesting. I thought the hand was sting a bit more, but hey, good, just good, keep, good knife work. <laughs> just keep in mind that it is a permanent binding. It's not something that can be broken. So well, as long as if I become, a, if, if I become like an enemy of you, then yeah, I'm game. I, I get what's coming to me. Karma. Completely understand that. Yeah, it's well, it, it's more than that. Um, so what he failed to tell you was, is that after he kills you. He gains your soul for eternity. To torture however he see fits. Ah, well, sounds about right, doesn't it? <laughs> it's kind of like that thing where, like, that when you're in hell, you have these, they're called soul coins. Um, the more of them you have, the more powerful you are in hell. So he basically just made a contract with you stating that if you break it, he gains your soul coin and i'm assuming anons uh well he only yeah. took he only took my blood so i just assumed it, it would be how soul. was how was the deal worded did it specifically only apply to you or did it apply to her as well to me as well he gains your soul coin then it, it doesn't matter whose blood he gets it's whoever makes the deal the contract then however the deal is worded that's how it goes down 
So if you were added into that deal and you, one of the two of you break it, he gains both of your soul coins when you die and you go to hell. And oh, he wow. has full control over you. But Damn. vice versa, if he fucks you over, you get his. But that's 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 you thought we'd get it. So anyway, en enough from the that long terms. He <laughs> right. Well, it's not a fun said, thing to do, but you did it, so it is I, what it is. I, I as I said, Zaris, I need to make sure I'm um, people are with me. I can trust. I need to make sure that I, you know I can trust. Oh, them. Absolutely do not trust the fucker at all, even after you've made the deal. Don't trust him at all. But at least he now has a full fucking reason apart from me to not cause either of you harm. Because he would rather have your soul coins than you have his. He also said something else, Saris. Wait, I'm guessing when you said, looked at my hand and said, let me guess, demon deal. You tell me you didn't see any of that. Or hear no. any of what was said. Wait. When he has full control, I I go and it's like me going to sleep, but in a sleep that I can't wake up unless they allow me to wake up. Then I'm going to say something which I probably shouldn't, but I'm going to fucking say it anyway. There's another thing in you that he's, that he's even scared of. Oh, you mean he mentioned about Arcata? He mentioned Arcada, and he said, yeah, something about you going full and yeah. something even he's terrified of. So if there's anything like more deaths or more demons you've got, mm. Zarish, mm. now would probably be the time to tell us if we're going to go to Arcada. Okay, so no, there's nothing else inside of me, but he's probably talking about the betrayal from the people who backstabbed me. So, uh, let's just hope uh, and pray that uh, we don't come across certain individuals while we're over there. Because if so, um, yeah, things might actually, for real, get bloody. And I don't have a say in the matter. Elaric, walks closer to fucking Zaris at this point, and she's like, Seriously, Zaris? If there's something else that you're not telling us, you better fucking tell us, because I'm not hey. wanting to go in here blind. I'm sure Anon wouldn't want to go blind either. I have a tendency to... What's the word that I'm looking for? Um, okay, how about I explain it this way? If I betrayed you to the highest degree right now and then disappeared, what would you do? Strike you down. Okay. My old you found, self. You, you try and you. Yeah, your old self. Okay. Imagine that you found me and you found out that I had family, I had friends, I had all sorts of these things that you could use against me. What would you do? As my old self or as I am now? As your old self. 
This goes for Anon too. So we have the family, but not you. Or we find you and and you. No, you find you find me and find out that I have gained a family. I've gained new friends, and let's say for this scenario that I've tried to change my ways, but I still backstabbed you in the highest physical, spiritual, and arcane degree that you could possibly imagine. As your old self, what would you do? Elara bows her head down. And she sort of remembers back to what she did with her friend who actually backstabbed her. Um, I would take the family, lock them, take the person who betrayed me, torture them, maybe they cut off a leg or a couple of toes or a hand, and if they didn't explain to me why they did what they did, I would go for the family. Take what you just said and magnify that to like tenfold. And that's what I've done. Zaris? I... Apart from leaving you for dead, what else did they do to betray you? Was it just leaving you out there to die? Oh, it was the fact that they left me to die. And there is a... You know how you... you and I, I... I'm not against this. Like, I appreciate the fact that you guys are trying to do this. You know how you try to guys try to take me to a whorehouse the other day, yesterday, whatever it was. Yep. There is a reason that I don't participate. And that's because they they backstabbed me not only as me thinking that they were my friends. But one of them was my lover. And she left me to die. And I got back at them. Tenfold. And that was because at that time, this was when who you now know as Fury was let loose. Completely. 100%. I was not physically or mentally here for months. You were seeing red for a constant. For, For months before I finally was able to regain consciousness. And it was at that moment where when I came back that I locked that part of myself away with the help of mom. I put him in a literal cage inside of my body until I was stronger. Fury had full control. When you died, that what got rid of the lock? 
No, I opened the lock myself. I let him out. When I died and came back, it was one of those situations that I had a choice to make, and I made the choice, and I let him out. Fury, Fury feels what I feel without having to actually be me. So he felt the emotions of what I wanted to do to them. It was just the fact that Fury is the one that is capable of actually doing it. So he felt in my soul what I wanted to happen to them. And then I handed him that key and said, here, do what you need to do in order to get this done. And he did it. Flawlessly. But he did so in a way to where that he tricked even me to where I was not conscious for months. I had no control over myself. And when I finally was able to come back after he was satisfied, that's when I took the key back and locked him in his cage. But now he's free. Zarish, these people that betrayed you, whether they've changed or not, I feel your pain on that one. So, if it helps, I don't know if it's going to be any reassurance or not, but just you want to hunt them down or should you lose your cool? I will help you. Just keep in mind that when we get there, things are not going to be all happy topsy-turvy, like the moment we step foot in Arcata, I'm expecting us to be on high alert every day that we're there. There will probably not be a single day that goes by where we will have a single day of actual rest until we leave. As I said, allow us to help you. Share this rage, share this pain, just... I'm going to ask you this then, Alara, and this is me being as Zerus 100% serious. If the situation should arise to where that those people do try to do something to cause me personally harm, and probably the two of you for being in association with me, are you capable of killing a person that you have no idea of who they are or what they've done only based off of what I've told you? Absolutely, 100%. They will be sacrificed to the Spider Queen. Elera sort of puts her head down and she sort of says, uh, Don't want us to say this too soon. If my brother and sister are threatened, Disembiler comes out to play. Then we don't have anything to worry about. Because if, if, if the two of you weren't able to do it, I would honestly say that we do not need to go to Arcana. I mean, look what we did in Dark Talk. We, we, 
you and you and me fucking shish kebab the bartender. What to to, to be fair, not knowing da- them. <laughs> to to be fair, Darktoe is a child's play park compared to what we're about to step foot yeah, into. We just killed a a bartender. I mean, you've heard, well, you don't hurt. My you story. might you end up having might, what I've done. <laughs> so. You might end up having to kill an a child, a child. For looking at you the wrong way. Okay. It, you might get to that point. That's how bad this place is going to be. I'm not kidding. You're our brother's Irish. Do you really think I was going to say no? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. God, I said brother. Ooh. Yeah, affection. Well, what, what is this? I mean, <laughs> he, say this bonk, in character. He, he balks you on the head. It's like, Quit being weird. Hey, 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 hey. It, it, it's been a weird morning, okay? Fuck off. It's about to get a lot worse. Well, you sure you guys want to take another, want to take another nap before we leave? Nope. I'm wide awake oh, no, now. I'm pumped now. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Oh, but before we leave, uh, and on those daggers, um, what one did you want? I want to make sure I don't take the wrong one here. Oh, hold on. Didn't we discuss this last time? Yeah, we did last time. I think I was going for the rot and you were going for... No, I can't remember if I was going for Gothor rot now. I've forgotten. I think it was... Uh, I think I had gone for rot. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, so I'd I'd gone for I'd gone for rot. You'd gone for gold. So I'll I'll take the red one, or the and red, I'll take the other red, one. Wait, Elara saying this in sort of characters like is that red or is that purple? This is the red one. So, give me give me give me the red one. Give me the red. I like red. As you can see from my coat, I like red. <laughs> Do you want me to write the letter R on it so you know that it's red? I'd rather E for Alara, but <laughs> just give me. The... I could do E for Alara. Give me, 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 give me. Thank. Yep. Can I do something while they're doing that? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Could I please make a silent prayer to Mom, stating that as a early apology for what might happen? To sure. please have a somewhat understand open mind and understanding of what's about to happen hey mom i'm about to go and potentially do some really bad shit please don't gri- uh, please hey, don't grind hey, me mom there might be a lot of bloodshed of people that might or might not deserve it please understand yeah mom, please don't I'm doing grind a raid me and some plunder please forgive me okay so that actually is a really good role uh with a religion check of a plus three so that is a 21 total yeah. So I'm 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 going to be serious on this. So I'm going to while they're talking and getting, you know, swapping their daggers and scribbling their letters and all that stuff on it and they're not really paying attention, I'm going to kind of in my head say to mom and be like, "Hey, just a heads up. We are going back home." 
and I am scared. I'm very terrified. But we're at a situation to where that I don't know what's going to happen when we get there. Because of what I've done. So if worse should come to worse. Please understand that I'm not doing this for pleasure. I'm not doing this because this brings me joy or any form of glee. It might do so to fury for sure, but. Things are about to get really bad very quickly. And I just want to formally come to you and apologize for what's about to happen if it does happen. There's a bit of a pause before you get a response. I know. This isn't going to be easy. But you surrounded yourself with people who can anchor you down. Keep a level head on you. Maybe even forcibly level your head if needs be. Don't worry. I'll be here if you need me. Probably going to need you quite a bit. Not going to lie. And we'll get through this together. Anyway. So. I'll say to you guys. Finish off your morning. Preparing to head to the palace. I'll say that you guys. Catch a coach ride there. Takes you about half an hour to get there. You. Disembark the coach. In the familiar courtyards. That lead up to the main. Uh, staircase that leads to the front entrance of the Sapphire Keep. The Crown's Garden military ratios and patrol levels here are astronomical. Though you're seeing it more heavily skewed towards the military than you are towards the Crown's Guard. Whereas the last couple of days since you've returned from Venora, it's been about equal. On top of that, you are also noticing that there are military personnel wearing different fashions of armor. It looks like a mixture of regiments, squadrons, battalions, units, different sectors of the, the military. You can assume that those that are less armored or less physically armored than their counterparts are maybe more adept at spellcasting than melee. So the benefits of armor don't really apply to them because they have their own arcane defenses that they can rely on. You're escorted through the first couple of halls that make up the, the front end of the Sapphire Keep before you see a tall half-elven male approach the three of you and say ah yes uh, Lord Balin is expecting the three of you 
He is currently in the gardens. He has told me to uh, escort you there once you have arrived. Though I'm not entirely sure his business will be concluded. But I will take you nonetheless. You follow this, uh, this, this mail uh, through a series of corridors that leads to the western side of the palace. And it opens up into this grand, beautiful garden that is a sea of every imaginable colour of the spectrum. You've got trees, shrubberies, bushes, potted plants, and just rows and rows of garden beds that are filled with uh, flowers that have been laid out to just create this mesmerising pattern. About 60 feet ahead of you, slightly off to the left, you see Lord Balin standing talking to an individual. If somebody would like to make a perception check to determine who he is talking to. Yeah, girl. Or unless someone else has. I heard a dice. Yep, that would be me. And uh, you can go ahead. You sure? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. What please. Did you, what did you roll, Zaz? Uh, nope, nope. Go ahead, please roll. No, no. What did you roll? No, please roll. You, the the, <laughs> the dice has been rolled. You have to let the DM know what you rolled. Dude, okay, cool. But the Zaz doesn't see what I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can roll. Go ahead and do that. And then once you make your roll, then I will tell you that I just didn't see jack shit. In fact, I'm probably like masturbating in a corner somewhere. <laughs> like. <laughs> Oh this god, is, please this don't. Is, please don't. This, this, this is back to the time when Zaris looked through looked through a, a brightly lit room and could see fuck all and Asalera to tell him. Oh, literally, this is worse than that. This is like did worse you roll than that. that. Did you roll well, in that one? Five, so um, I don't think I'm going to see much either. Cool. <laughs> I rolled Glad an eight, so we're all saying fuck all. Oh, well, you yeah, so, guys. <laughs> so I rolled a nat one. So, like I said, I'm like jerking off in a corner somewhere. Just like, just oh, like, I need to get one out. Lovely. Lovely. Yeah, the, the, the heart of Vardorian power and Zaris is deciding oh to. Uh, oh, my king. <laughs> that, that's, that's disturbing <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> okay, so none of you see it until you are about. 20 feet away. Oh, you're kind of thinking to say one foot. No. <laughs> a centimeter no. away, you can see it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're, you're literally ne like nose to nose with this individual before you realize. I, I was fixed to say, like, my cheeky ass rolling a nat one, my nose is literally in, in his fact, ass before in fact, I realize. In fact, Zyrus, <laughs> you're paying so little attention that you actually you're wandering for a good 10 to 15 seconds before you hear this crowns guard off to like your far left hand corner screaming at you that you are like blindly dragging your feet through the flower beds completely destroying them i, I look i look down and i'm like oh damn and i just cleaned these boots too Fuck. Up. you guys don't notice it until you're about 10 to 15, 20 feet at the most away from Balin, but he's stood talking to uh, he's stood talking to Ilya Vysorin. You catch the very end of the conversation before Lady Vysorin notices the three of you approaching, and all you hear is Balin very abruptly telling her to mind her place. 
and reminding her that as much as she may have um, had the ambition for it in her, the early parts of her esteemed social career, she does not hold a position of power within the Vardorian High Council, and she should remember that. You see Ilya's fingers flicker for a very brief second, almost like a like the, the, the tensing of a fist in agitation. You see Balin's eye, you see Balin's attention go downwards, he notices this and leans into her and says, If you make a play, be sure that your shot lands. Otherwise, His Majesty the King will have no further use for you in any aspect of your life. Could I roll an arcana check to see if I notice that? Yes. He finishes off with saying, Woohoo! I got a good roll! <laughs> two? Yeah, he rolled a two. Balin actually like a 17. Thank you. Thank you. Balin fin finishes off by saying, And nothing that the High Commander could possibly say could stop him. Now check yourself. Zaris, what was you, was that 17 on the die or total? There was uh, uh, in total. Right. With a 17, you, you notice Ilya's hand tensing. And it looks as though she was in very deep consideration of casting a spell of some kind. But the fact that nothing happened she changed her mind at the very last possible second. Because, see, my thing is, is that Fury picks up on shit like that. Yeah. Like, so, if, if Zerus knows it, then Fury knows it, mm -hmm. which means that Fury would have kind of, like, flickered on. So, but you know, you, you notice that whatever she was about to do at the last possible second... She cancelled it. So, uh, Alara or Anon, what is your passive perception? My passive perception is... Da -da 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 -da. Should be on the left-hand side of the first page of your, your character sheet. Can I get... It's a 12. Okay. So, Alara would probably see it being five feet away from me. Anon? Yeah? What's your passive perception? Eleven. Nah, that, I would say that's enough. Okay, so with them being five feet apart from me, they'll probably see the reaction that I have. So, essentially what you'll see is, you'll see me shift, but I do that grin where it's like the Joker grin where you can see that the other side of me is conning something. Like, you can see he's about to do something. And you'll hear very slightly, kind of like a whisper. So tasty. Ilaria sort of quickly sort of has looked, seen this, and she's like, not... Now, Fury. Can I grab his tail? <laughs> sure. 
Go ahead. Go and make a... I'll say slight hand check. Thank you. So, sorry, I forgot to say, when I, when I, when I sort of turned, as I said, not now, I sort of like dived in sort of in front of him with my hands up and the air's like, not now, Fury. And that's a 17 for sleight of hand. Uh, Zaris, what's your passive perception? 13. Yeah, you wouldn't have noticed, but you feel this, you feel something grasping your tail. I probably would have done that thing go, ooh! <laughs> you can't go from a demonic murderer to just a ooh. Oh, <laughs> well, like, oh, like, watch him. Watch him. Because like, he, he just it, did. Like, it's one of those things that, like, because it happens so quickly that it just, like, and she just full on grabbed my tail, which is, like, my no no square. It's just, <gasps> like. It zips me back to Zerus, and I just look around and see Anon holding my tail. Just like, can, can you please let go? You son of a bitch. Okay. Two, thing, two things for the DM there. You son of a bitch, there is now fucking soda all over my monitors. <laughs> <laughs> As you're cleaning it, two things for the DM. Yeah, what? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> The first thing is, whilst in front of Zaris, I'm looking at him dead in the eyes. I was like, you okay, bud? Uh, apart from the fact that Anon touched my, not my tail. Are you okay? Apart from that? Uh, mm, can you please let go? But yeah, I'm okay. Can you please okay, let go? And Elera... I'll let go as soon as you say that you will behave. I, I, what? I, I wasn't at fault. Okay, he sensed her anger. And kind of just came out. So, uh, okay. But Elena, now they. Then... <laughs> can't, please. I'll let go. See, I'm letting go. But if he turns up again, I'm grabbing it again. I'm warning mm. you. Okay. And, okay. Cool. And the second thing for the DM. After that, after Alera and our witnesses flicker, Alera turns, points at Lady Visorin, and goes, "I wouldn't fucking do that." Because this guy is going to change. You fucking know what's going to happen. I fucking advise you calm up. And then she shouts, fuck down. All, all, all she sees as Alara's yelling that is a, a blushing tiefling. <laughs> Balin and, Balin and like Ilya snap their attentions to you. Balin looks more confused than anything. Ilya is extremely confused and curious. This guy changes to hostile behavior or aggression. He I, witnessed aggression. He is going to change. If you do not want a bloodbath, I suggest you act like fucking adults. And why I'm blushing, she touched my tail. Well, good morning to you too, Disaster sorry. Trio. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's a lot like, of raised voices for... This early in the day. Lady Vysorn, our conversation here is done. I have business to attend to, and I'm sure you do as well. And you watch as Lady Vysorn makes a very quick hand gesture and just completely disapparates from in front of you. Balin, you knew about him. Yes, however, I did not know that the three of you were standing eavesdropping on a conversation that you had no privacy to. 
It's I'm kind sorry. of hard to ignore a conversation when fingers are being pointed and there's kind of aggression. And we arrived at the appointed time. You knew we were coming. Again, I'm sorry. Darius, <laughs> it's fine. Just stop. Just try and keep the shape shifting under control, okay? Oh. We're in the palace. He's still blushing. Balin looks to the three of you and says, Right. Well, everything should be just about ready for you to, uh, to disembark. Shall we? As an expert hunter, I kind of like to know the details of where we go, where, where, what we're doing. I will, I will explain more as we walk. But given the severity of the task, we do not have much more time than what I have already tightly allocated for explanation. So, shall we walk? Lara looks at looks at ours like you like all gesturing aside. You okay, pal? Yep, 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 yep. I'm okay. She looks at him for like another sort of like ten seconds. Like he that. is being okay. full on Shaw. He's being full on Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> Balin just shakes his head and says, "Right, well then." And he begins to escort you through the rest of the gardens and back into the main building of the palace. During this whole next bit, this is all walk and talk. You guys are making your way over to the far eastern corner of the Sapphire Keep, where there is a large cylindrical tower that is home to some of the resident mages that serve various purposes. Uh, which is where the teleportation circle that they have been crafting to send you to Arcada has been situated. So this is all happening as you are making your way there. Balin looks to the three of you and says, Well, I hope that you are not only well rested, but prepared for the task at hand. As I have already told you, there has been reports of a series of murders at the Snowcap Outpost the military outpost on the far side of Arkara. This is a matter that, for a multitude of reasons, of which are entirely excusable on his part, the High Commander has been failing to find men willing to go and investigate on their own. And given the fact that you three seem to be not only highly effective, but also efficient when it comes to urgent tasks. I thought that maybe this would give you guys a chance to further prove your usefulness to the crown, as well as maybe broaden the scope of your capabilities and earn yourselves a little bit more coin, after all. I'm How not much more? The full amount has not yet been disclosed, but His Majesty the King has made it clear is that the reward is variable. By which I mean it is variable whether or not you find the culprits dead, alive, or bring them back at all. And what's more preferable? Well, ideally, if it were me, I'd like them brought back alive so we can have them sent to the High Court and made a spectacle of. However... There are those within the palace administration that would prefer that they do not ever see the light of day again. Aside from the coin, Balin, I'm going to need something else. 
And that being? More vendors, more, more experienced vendors that the Crown uses themselves, and access to, access to certain documents or, or encyclopedias that only the Crown has. Documents, the we, documents we can do. We would just point you in the direction of the Grand Archives. And have you mm, I'm have you clearance? Yes, we would have you granted access to some of the areas of which the general public are not permitted to peruse. But you would be under the strict guidance of the Keeper of Secrets, as they the sections of which you would be granted permission to are personally curated and overseen by him. We get on, we've got a good understanding, so that I don't mind. And the vendors? How's that more tricky to come by? Not so much tricky, just... We'll take a lot of talking. These are people that work exclusively for the crown. They don't like working for anyone that is not either in the royal bloodline or in a very, very, very tight circle out with. I will obviously... Man, what we've done for you so far and what we've told you and what you've witnessed. Yes, Elara, I will, I, will, I will make a case for the three of you. Not just you, but the three of you. I will have words with certain people and give you guys a recommendation. I will, I will make it known your, your part that has been played. Now, if we can get back to the task at hand. A little over three weeks ago, two corporals were found with their heads severed outside the outpost gates. At first, they suspected just a standard goblin attack, goblin raid, that for whatever reason never made it past the, outkeep, the outpost walls. Two days later, a sergeant was found with his insides wrapped around his throat and traces of crystals embedded in his stomach. Since then, six patrol squadrons have been lost. That's 24 bodies. Only three have been found. Mutilated. Almost beyond recognition. The commander of the outpost is growing weary. He knows that he is losing men, and the morale of the men that he still holds the control of is plummeting. For that, we need someone, or a group of individuals, that are capable of tracking people down and getting to the bottom As, of things. Does he know we're coming? Yes. He has been told that you will be there by the end of the day. He does not know how you are getting there. Given this commander's reputation, this is unofficial and off the record, but certain members of the palace administration like to have a little bit of fun with him. Wind him up every now and again. So, this teleportation circle will take you from the tower, here in Amdale, directly outside the outpost gates. You will be landing approximately five feet away from the gate. 
Regrettably, we can't do anything to get you on the inside. You'll be landing on the outside. You've got no papers, no other documentation that we can give the guards at the gate? They've been given a description of the, what the three of you look like. That's about all we could do. Given the short amount of time that we have had. There's a couple of theories surrounding who is responsible for this. One of which the king really hopes is not the case. His Majesty the King believes that it is nothing more than a band of goblins growing very, very brave and attacking an outpost. However, certain, or... certain people within the King's inner circle believe that there is someone orchestrating this. Someone orchestrating an attempt to remove the military positioning from the region so that they can make a power play. Can I, I roll a history check to see if the, how the bodies have been killed sounds familiar at all in like in a kind of religion, human sacrifice sense? Yeah, sure, go ahead. I was just thinking to herself, it sounds like some of my murders. Am I dealing with myself? <laughs> 22. Nice! With a 22 add-on, judging by the, the description of the, the murders that Balin gives you, it doesn't seem to be any form of ritual sacrifice it is it is savage it is it's wild and it's it's fatal it's not it's it, what's the word i'm looking for it's not done following any sort of like line of procedure it's not calculated it's just it's animalistic and it's completely just Killing for killing's sake. So. Alright, alright, Balin, what's the commander's name? Commander Gorm. Commander Gorm. He's... Well, I suppose he would look as though he's in his twilight years to you, but in actuality, he's only in his... I'd say early to mid-thirties. Thirties. Okay, size, posture. Size, approximately six feet. Posture, slightly hunched. hunched. He's a half orc. Half orc, right? Good details. Half orc. Okay. Da, da, da. And his name again there, buddy? Gorm. G O R M. R M A, because I was thinking Gorm, right. And he's not like a surname or a first name. Just Commander Gorm. Just Gorm. It's the only Question. name. Yes, Zaris. Would I know Gorm? Uh, roll a history check. Uh, Nat 20. Nice. Nat 20, uh, given his age and how long it's been since you've last been in Arcata, let alone in the region of the Snowcap Outpost, you... You never knew anybody by the name of Gorm in a military sense, though there was a time where 
there was a rookie within the Adventurers Guild pretty close to the time of when you last remember yourself setting foot there. There was a rookie that went by the name of Gorm who seemed to be the kind of guy who was under an illusion, an illusion of grandeur. He thought adventuring was going to make him a millionaire very quickly. He saw like the good parts of adventuring, yes. but didn't. He never. And he he didn't get. He, he hadn't been given the reality check that being an adventurer would inevitably give you at some point in your career. So essentially, he was me at one time until he something happened to cause him to learn his lesson. Yes. Okay. Got it. Okay. Right. You you He's... only you only knew him as a rookie. You never really had any interactions with him, but it was word of mouth that led you to know who he was and that he existed. Gotcha. So, Commander Gorn, right? You say that some of your guys like to mess with him, so I'm guessing they're quite a shy or quite gullible or Oh no, he's a pompous asshole. It's his arrogance that causes us to retaliate in kind. The fact of the matter that we have not given an official description or a more recent update on the fact that you are going to be arriving today and the fact that you are traveling via the means that you are within quite honest spitting distance of his land is our way of paying him back in kind for let's just say his protocol not having been 100% professional over the last couple of months. All right, hold that thought, Balin. And Elera looks at Anon's like, paper and quill? Got any on you? Always. Can I get a bit of. Can I get the quill? Okay, and what are we doing? At, uh, well, at that time, then uh, Elera is looking for a table or a bench. Uh, so I will roll a perception. I'll say that there's a, there's a couple of. By this point, you're you're in one of the corridors of the castle, and there's units scattered at various intervals around around you. Right. Okay. So Elera goes to sort of the closest bench, and she sort of uh, sort of mimes Balin's like, "Right, come here, come here, come here." But while mm -hmm. she's holding the sort of the sort of protocol one hand paper in the air, she's like, "Come here, Balin." Right. Since he's not been given an official description of us, I want you to write in that note that you're sending us our names, and sign. So if any of their crowns guard, or, or if he, if he's a bit of a pompous asshole, he'll probably try and be a cheeky little cunt about letting us in. So I would like a letter written for me and your signature so he knows. Okay, you see him very haphazardly and almost, almost as though he's writing it sarcastically, but you look down and the wording is it's professionally written. It's just he's he's doing it with the attitude of I really don't feel like I need to be doing this. But he writes descriptions, names, and he puts his signature down at the bottom of it. And as a PS Balin, you on there, you are going to write accommodation paid for by Crown or to be paid for by the commander. You want me to order the commander to pay for your accommodation out of his own pocket? 
Well, yes, yes, because we're going to. How's about this? How's about this instead? Since you're not likely to be staying at the outpost, any fees that you accrue towards accommodation during your time under this investigation, I give you my word that when you return, you give me the number and the crown will incorporate it into your reward. Then write that on the on the letter then as well. So that can be proof. Is that really okay. necessary given the fact that this letter is for the eyes of Commander Gorm and this detail does not really concern him? I have another sheet of paper and I hand it over to him. To be honest, he, Balin, he we're whips. going to be going to places that, you know, aren't really going to take uh, word of mouth as payment. He whips it out of your hand and Anon and begins writing again and then after a couple of seconds hands it back to you and says, There, your guarantee. Did you sign it? Yes. Perfect. Thank you, know, you Bill. It was good to have. I'm starting to reconsider the professionalism that the three of you hold. But when you're... did we ever give you the impression that we're on the same professional level as you? Granted. Now. Balin, we'll get the job done. Just send us to the bloody teleporter, would you? Oh. We're not too far. So. He looks at Zaris and says, I understand you have a connection to Arkara. What's your attitude towards returning there? Don't be surprised. If we come back with blood on our hands. Well, since you're going after a murderer, the king's kind of expecting it. He's just wondering whether it will be a justifiable amount or an excessive amount. Let me put it to you this way. If I don't come back with my entire physical being covered in blood, I will be surprised. Granted. So, I, um, before we, before we send you over, uh -huh. there's, there's updates that need to be relayed. The king is edging more and more towards the confirmation of establishing his second Vardorian summit. But... I am not the only one that thinks that this is a foolhardy idea. If he decides to convene a summit, then your next task when you return after completing this one will likely already have been chosen for you. But that is a bridge that we can cross when we get to it. If we get to it. There are those of us within the King's Inner Circle that are trying to persuade him that a summit during times like this is not exactly what the world needs. Gathering every single leader of the world to one location when there is reports of the god of deception, cruelty, and death roaming somewhere doesn't exactly seem like a well-calculated move. But we're going to need all the help and support we can get if yes. this thing. But what's to stop something astronomically disastrous happening 
and the entire world is left without leadership. Take a look, Balin. Every major disaster that's happened and the jobs you sent us or lead up here have been following us a lot of the time. That brings me on to the next detail. Because it is the three of you that have had the most contact with this entity claiming and quite possibly being the deceiver. The king is pushing for you to have a central role in the summit. Since, yeah, what? Since he believes that the three of you are the ones with the most hands-on knowledge. After all, you are the only three in the world of recent record to have ever conversed with this god. If that happens, Balin, if that happens, we're not being pawns and we're not being seen as lower class citizens. Oh, absolutely. But if it does happen, the eyes of the leaders of every major part of this world will be on you. Your words will carry weight and your actions will be as heavy as concrete. One wrong word and you could inadvertently start a war or sever connections that are hundreds of years old. But we have a long way to go before that either happens or does not happen. I just felt that it is entirely necessary that the three of you are up to date with endeavors that actually do concern you. Well, we don't know how long we're going to be, and if it's anything like the last job, I don't expect us to be back for a while, so it's good there. With a bit of Even. luck, with a bit of luck, you'll find whatever has been happening, and you will rectify it, and we can get you back within two to three weeks. Uh, but just know that where we're sending you is not a I mean our car is not a friendly continent to begin with but it's not a friendly region we're sending you to you watch as at this point you're walking up to this large uh, double arch door that leads to the top of the tower Balin opens it and begins leading you up which eventually, after about two or three minutes of climbing this spiral staircase, leads you into this very, very well-lit with natural light circular room that is filled with about five or six mages dressed in robes that indicate extremely high level of skill. On the floor, there is a 30-foot circle drawn and engraved into the floor in white chalk with various different components set at certain intervals around the circumference of the design. Balin points and says, we've done this before with two people. This design, the mages have, have assured me, is entirely safe for three. Four at a push. So, if you would like to, please step inside. So you're saying 
max this is four people a maximum with this with this level of intricacy in the design of the circle we can send four people people it is entirely safe for three yeah and on you know your um yeah, you better hold on to these till when I come back, okay? You're on babysitting duty. And she hands him DD and Bubblegum. I will be back. You look as the mages all look towards Balin with just intrigue and very coy smiles on their faces. One of them is actively walking over to Balin with his head cocked to one side, just with a complete expression of, what the fuck? By the way, don't let Dee Dee have Pepper. It makes her sneeze. Okay, okay, very quick question for all three of you. Are you all standing in the teleportation circle right now? I'm not yet. Cause You're not? Okay. We're waiting for the... Cyrus? I mean, I was about to step in until I heard the words Dee Dee and bubblegum. <laughs> okay. You see Balin clutch Dee Dee and Bubblegum from you, Anon, and says, e Yeah, I'll be sure to make sure that they are well looked after. Uh, who would be, are all the mages are in the teleporter there? Are they all the same sort of mage or are they different ranks? Or uh, They're all the same rank, uh, but the main difference that you can discern from the robes that they are wearing is that a couple of them may specialize in different schools of magic from the other. Uh, Zarus, you would know that they're, out, of the, out of the six mages that are there, three of them are in robes that give you the idea that they are specialists in evocation. One is wearing robes that uh, suggest that they are more skilled in abjuration, and the other two are wearing robes that... Uh, Suggests that they are slightly more inclined in conjuration. So there's no one taking exact charge. No, because they're all they all hold the same rank. They all work right. as a, a team rather than um, a tiered hierarchy. Well, Elera goes straight to the to the nearest mage. Okay, and she's like, right. uh, and she, uh, as she's looking at this mage, she's also saying to Balin, unofficial or official. As she's saying to Balin. Preferably official. So in other words, what happens in this room goes public. That's what I'm asking. No, it doesn't go public, but it is to be put on record. Have you got Zarus on record? I mean, I've got all of you on record. About, no, about Zarus. Have you got him on record? About, as in the thing, you know... Oh, it's been noted, but unless it is brought up or it warrants being brought up, then it will not be mentioned. Okay, and she sort of, as she, and she's still looking at the mages there. Right, okay, one of us can change, so would that count as four people, or would that still count as three? The mage looks at you and says, no, it's three bodies that are being sent over, ma'am. That means three people. If there's if there is some sort of multiple personality disorder or some sort of 
Jekyll and Hyde situation that doesn't fall within the parameters of an extra body. It's the physicality of the bodies that we have a limitation on. And Larry clapped her hands. Right, thank you, that's fine. Right, guys? Before we step in, are we ready? Yep. I walk um, on. I'm gonna... I look at my cigarettes, I was like, no, it's part going when I get there. <laughs> and Larry walks on. Okay, so you see as all six of the mages take up points around the circle and you see little tiny beads of arcane energy flicker from their fingers onto the chalk. You watch as the circumference lights up and then the internal circles of the design begin to emanate that same radiant light as the, the outer layers. Eventually it's all growing that bright that you can barely see out of the circle. And then in a sudden flash of energy, you are transported, and the next thing you know is you are standing in freezing cold wind. That's the first thing that hits you, is the sudden and extreme drop in temperature. Zarus, you don't fucking feel it, because you're an ice tiefling. You don't feel the cold. But for your poor sons of bitches party members that aren't acclimated to the sub-zero temperatures, <laughs> So their so their I, nipples could cut diamonds right now. So I imagine I imagine that as we're stepping on the circle, we turn around and I look to Anon and Alara and be like, "So once we get there, it's going to be really." And it, I stop it really, and we get teleported and we appear, and I just <laughs> as just we say, appear cold. cold. <laughs> yeah. just sort of says shivering. She's like, I need oh, no. all. Oh, I, shit. I do need all three of you to make me a constitution saving throw. Would I have advantage because I have like immunity to cold? No, this isn't to do with the cold. Five. This is to do with the arcane. Five. Oh. Twenty-one. Oh, okay. Uh, Anon, you don't you don't get hit by it. Zaris? Uh, dirty twenty. Okay, you don't get hit by it. Ilera, the second that you hear your feet crunching the snow underneath them you throw up all over the, the snow in front of you the ex the extreme rush of arcane energy leaves you feeling like you have just been spun around at a million miles an hour and you your stomach is just it's doing somersaults to the point Can where I just add that as soon as she's been sick Galera just fucking kills I don't know if it would be enough to KO you. However, as you gather your senses and reorientate yourself, in fact, there's one thing that I need to do before I do this. The next thing that hits you is shouting. As you find yourself standing on a drawbridge, on a, on a stone bridge, and you are watching. A, a duel of gnolls get gunned down by ballistas manned by several guards atop of this 60 to 70 foot high wall. You watch as these long lances about 15 foot long and about as wide as your hands could possibly grasp just spear through these beings and embed them into the stonework of the of the bridge. The guards up above you call out, 
You there, friend or foe? Balin and the King Saintas here for Commander Gorn. I'm sorry, who? Friend! Then what the bloody hell are you doing out there? Come on, get over here! Uh, I'll make my way over there. Is the uh, gnolls alive or dead? Uh, they're deed. Deed. They're deed. Here, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. Fuck! Give me a fucking hand, it's Baltic. Fuck your heavy, come on! Oh no, don't <laughs> step in there! Oh, Alera! Ugh, I can't fucking... Oh god. Also, just out of session really quickly, I fucking heard you laughing, DM. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, your party member did just call you heavy. I was more, I was, that laugh was me being more shocked than anything else. It's all, it's all the equipment. Uh, 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 why the fuck have you gone back there? Come, I thought you were helping me. And the Lara falls in the zone just now. He's like, where the Bonk. fuck are you? Where the fuck are you? I'll say that. Hell, can you not walk right? Take my hand. Take my hand. As, <laughs> as the three of you reach the gate, you begin to hear the grinding of the metal gears on either side begin to raise these thick iron bars up. And ahead of you is an extremely well-manned military outpost. You see one soldier dressed in this combination of leather, plate, and fur armor sprinting towards the gate. Short sword drawn, but not pointed at you in any sort of aggressive or suspicious manner. He looks to the three of you and says... Where the fuck have the three of you come from? Long story short, um, the king don't, and what? Don't talk. I don't. I don't trust you talking right now. From the <sighs> capital. Are you the lot that? Are you the lot that the kings promised us? Yep, that's us. Oh, thank gods. Thank gods. Okay, um, get in, get in. We'll, we'll, we'll take you to the, we'll, we'll take you to the, we'll take you to the mess hall. Um. Is it warm? Uh, it's, it's about as warm as Sub-Zero's ever gonna get. You see as he gestures to the guards that are up on top of the ramparts and the the iron bars begin to descend behind you as you walk through it is it's it's chaos in here there are soldiers running around all over the place but it looks as though it's organized like they know where they're going and what they're doing they're responding to the situation that is just being taken care of as you arrive you see one soldier shouting for uh, his colleagues to retrieve the bodies before the scent gets any further and attracts any, any more beasts. You see several soldiers tending to two wounded soldiers that have once lost a leg below the knee and one of them has this deep, deep gash, like claw marks across his chest. You see him applying bandages. You see the, the one that's missing half of his leg. He's having a tourniquet placed on his thigh to try and stop the bleeding. You see this 
red hot sword blade being heated up to the point where you can assume where it is going to be used to cauterize the wound and as the soldier escorts you through the outpost it is hold on pause oh. can can i do a nature check to see if i can determine what animal would make those claw marks uh yeah go ahead yeah yeah, yeah of course Nope. It is a beastie. It's a beastie. Yes, it is. It Timorous is. wee beastie. It looks as though this could be anywhere from a decently sized dog to a very, a very small, a very, very small <laughs> troll. Anywhere in that sort of size range. Anywhere from Labrador to young troll. Why are you ruining out horny goblins? Listen. You don't want to know what the horny goblins do to soldiers, okay? There's a reason. There's a reason. If you would like to know, if you would, nuts, huh? there's a reason they're called would, horny goblins. If you would like to know what the horny goblins do on their fun time, please go watch Goblin Slayer on VRV. No, do not do that because you will be scarred for life. And make sure that if you are going to do that to yourself, make sure that there are no children in the vicinity for the love of all that is holy. Zara, stop trying to scar our listeners. I like scarred them enough. Gets, gets, gets told off and not me. Fucking love it. <laughs> My god. Okay, so the soldier begins to escort you and it, he leads you to one of the buildings in the back right-hand corner of the outpost. It's not terribly large. He, op he opens up the door and to be fair, it is warmer than the exterior climate. There is... A series of small fire pits dug into the ground that the majority of the people that are inside this building are huddled around. They're not it. It's ramshackle. It's not it's not in exceedingly good quality, but it's sort of along the lines of they're making do with what they've got, and what they've got ain't very much right now you see that there is this one long long table towards the the rear wall that there are roughly five or six very very well decorated soldiers seem to be sitting the one in this one smack bang in the middle is in the middle of eating this large leg of meat and has got this large tankard of ale sat in front of him and he's just sat silently just dazing into his food like completely spaced out the soldier leads you up and says um sergeant uh the 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 the, the, the ones that were 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 sent or promised by his majesty the king um they've they've finally arrived sir you see the sergeant look up, sweeps his hair back across, over over his head, gets out of his face and looks at the three of you and says, What about fucking time? We've been waiting six goddamn weeks. What took you so long? We were on another mission. Yeah. Same story that we were told with the last group. And they were as useless as a sack of shit on a spring winter's day. 
Well, it looks like he doesn't want our help, guys. So we'll just uh, we'll just leave if he doesn't want our help, eh? Hey, you can fuck off. You're staying here until the job is done. Sit down. Well, then I advise you change your tone. Sit down. Have something to eat. Although, he looks at you, Larry, and says, I don't know if you can stomach anything right now. Sell me. Do you have tea? He looks to soldiers on either, I, side, on either side of him and says, Do we have tea? What, Lady, what does this look like to you? Does this look like... Uh, I was, I'm going to look to Anon and say, Anon, remember when we were in Darktoe and it was really shit with what they had? It's worse here. They don't have tea. You see, Do you the, have tea? You see as the sergeant I, I picks, have tea, yes. The sergeant <laughs> picks up the leg of meat and rips a piece off in his mouth and says, Hmm, see your buddy your buddy here knows the score. Sit down. There's well I'd say there's plenty of food to go around, but this is all we can spare, so take it easy. I'm going to secretly make Anon a cup of tea. <laughs> I hand it to Alara. This should help your stomach. And then I, I'm going to take off my coat and put it on Alara to keep her, to get her warmed up. And then I'm going to pull out another coat from my, my bag and give it to Anon because I don't need him. I'll take your coat, but yes. It's like massive honor. Okay. This is, this is why I don't wear clothes. <laughs> Okay. The cold, the cold here doesn't bother me, and I'm so to to get everybody from asking me why I'm always taking my clothes off. It's because of this. Because you're a horny stripper. I was always giving. I was always giving somebody else my clothing, so it became a habit that I just took my clothes off. As long as no as long as you fucking gets your underwear, I think we're fine. Oh, you got a point. So, you guys take a seat. Zaris, you give Alara, you give Anon a cup of tea, which he then hands over to Alara. You see the sergeant lean back in his chair and says, Well, allow me to be the first to introduce myself. My name is Sergeant Lathar. I'm one of the very few that seems to be in command of this outpost. Welcome to the snowcap. We, uh... As much as we don't sound it, we are glad you're here. But, uh, pardon my curiosity. We didn't see you riding in. So, just how in the nine hells did you actually get here? Before I answer that, 19 on history, if I know this person. Nope. Name, okay. name does not ring a bell whatsoever. Gotcha. Uh, I'll relay and say the mages teleported us here. You see Lothar laugh and he's just like, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, the commander's not going to like that one fucking bit. We were kind of hoping that you'd bring horses that we could spare. Oh, shit. Let me guess. King's idea? No? It doesn't matter. He's not gonna like it either way. God! Okay. You're gonna have to come up with a better story than that. 
Otherwise, he's going to kick your asses to the snow as fast as he can. So, he wants us to find out what is happening to your soldiers. Yeah, he it was, would be a good he, idea for him not to touch us at all. Yeah, but he was really banking on the fact that you'd be arriving with a couple of horses that he could probably um, acquire from you for a couple of days. To be Hilarious. fair, I'm their guide because I was born and raised here, so I know my way around this place better than a horse would. Fair. Elara so. sort of in her still in her still sort of like sickly well recovering state. She's like, if any of our things get stolen, uh, and Alara takes her rapier out, ignites it, summons the bull, you'll have this to answer to. Now you see that that that's a story you could tell there. Yeah. And we'll we'll say we rode on my bull if that shuts him up. Oh god, he's gonna he's that? gonna he's gonna be speechless seeing that thing. In that case then, that's her story, and she summons the bull to sort of rest and sort of de You see, you see he takes a massive swig of ale and sets his tanker down and says So I hate to get down to the business straight away, but I get the feeling that you're not really the type to do the whole get-to-know-each-other sort of deal, so it only leaves us with that option. How much have you been told, if anything? Because apparently the higher-ups, especially over in the capital, don't like telling people shit. Uh, apparently 20-plus people had been mutilated in brutal ways, and then you could only find about three or four of them. Oh, shit. Uh, they actually did tell you. Apparently, you kind of set set murders. You, the group was sent uh, before us, and they didn't make it. So, a group of <laughs> sent before you. They never showed up. Gone a wall. Oh well. So then the gates in. Pleasant. I'm just surprised that they actually told you shit. That's actually useful. That's a that's the first. Hey guys, literally we just get told our business is our own. We're left to fend for ourselves, hence why we don't really have much faith in any of them, really. Anyhow, um, Commander's in a briefing. <clears throat> he's he's in the process of switching up the, the patrol rights. He's been doing this every week, just to try and randomize the, the rights and try to decrease the number of us that might not come back with our heads attached to our shoulders. But, you know... As futile as it sounds, it's actually been working. You, um... I, I, I don't mean to sound rude, but... You're gonna need a place to stay, and the only place I can... Suggest... Is the nearby town. So... It's nothing special, it's kind of a shithole, actually. Brackfort's kind of known for... Let's just say, uh... Scum. 21 on history on the city. Home. But if it's been described as a haven for scum, things have changed. Brackfort was the home of your thieves, your adventurers guild, your guild hall. How bad is it? Tough to say, really. I never really grew up there. 
so I don't know what it used to be like, but quality of life downhill every year for the last, I don't know, 12, 13 winters. People gone missing. Apparently the uh, financial stability of the town has plummeted below the ice caps. It's kind of a, uh, it's nothing more than a low-level merchant town now. And the administration that run it, run it as if it was their own private business. They don't I don't expect you to know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask regardless, just in case. Is the adventuring guild still there? He looks around at the soldiers on either side of him. You see one, a very very rough looking dwarf leans over the table and says yeah guild hall's still there it's not got its original purpose no more though i'm assuming that uh oh what was his name the grandson of the uh the guild master i take it that he took over or is he dead he's long gone you know some uh some dragonborn it was quite hoity-toity with the lawmaster decades ago he uh he stepped up and started running the joint after the lawmaster died of old age and then ever since it's kind of been left to the uh, the family name to be running running the town. It's his son that runs it now. Well, as uh, as Sarge said here, runs it like a business rather than runs it like a town. I mean, it was always a merchant town, but there's more emphasis on profit than there is on quality of life. It's not a nice place to live anymore, son. If you've not been there in a while, you'll be glad. There ain't much to go back to. There wasn't nothing there to begin with. Then you're going to be surprised at just how below the level of nothing a place can get. Hell, I only go there if there's absolutely no other way that I can get the supplies that I need. But hey, <laughs> stick around a while. Maybe you'll see for yourself. Sorry to this, uh, uh, Huh? This... Captain, what was his name? Grog? Commander Gorm? Gorm. That's it. He came from there, didn't he? Yeah, Gorm was born and raised there. He, uh... As far as I'm aware, he was... He was a jack-of-all-trades. He doesn't talk about his early life that much. He's... He's not the sort... He's not the sentimental kind of guy. Is there any way that I could speak with him before we leave? You see, yeah, you see Lethar lean over and says, well, that's the next pro in the uh, protocol. Get you in contact with him. We were planning on showing you the bodies that we managed to recover. You can imagine that the sub-zero temperatures out here kind of uh, slow the decaying rate of corpses rather significantly. So they should be in relatively good condition compared to you know, how fresh they are, so you can get a good look at what maybe killed them. Maybe you can pull some details that our medics couldn't get out of them. But, uh... I'll, uh 
Yeah, let's check the bodies first, because I have... Yeah. I, I have my, uh... My ways. You've got your ways, I've got my experience. Anon's got her... Anon? Yeah, my, I'm... Waiting for you to finish the sentence. <laughs> and you have sir. some... You have something to add, we just don't know yet. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, shots well, fired. Out, out of session, we've never actually seen Anon brutally murder anyone yet. So. No, we haven't. No, we haven't. And I'm hoping that we do get to see it soon because I have a feeling it will be a sight to behold. Because you've got Zarish, which is the fucking blood-hungry sorcerer. You've got Anon, which is an ex-fucking psycho murderer. So. Uh, think about what you just said there, Alara. Yep. Okay, ex-murderer. No. <laughs> no. Oh, you, you, you said the wrong no, name. You, you described Anon as yourself. I said Alara. No, you head. didn't. In your head, maybe. <laughs> yeah, in your head. Honestly, maybe. Okay, well, I meant myself, sorry. <laughs> That's good, it's good. But, I mean, if you want to call Anon a blood hung, a bloodthirsty murderer, then by all means, go ahead. Well, we've not seen that yet. We've only seen... <laughs> so... No, right. Anon just worships a fucking spider bitch that, <laughs> with, you know, like, roses and flowers and shit, just throw petals everywhere, like, oh, typical God. fucking Sunday she's, morning. She's running away from the spider queen because she, the spider queen keeps trying to bring in the wrong flowers for the garden, they're not uh -huh. right, so she's... Yeah, yeah. She, uh, she, no, no. Did, she didn't get... I told you tulips! God! Yeah, she, did, she didn't get the right uh, subspecies of David Austin Rose. That's why a spider queen's chasing her down. She's like, Bitch, she gave me the wrong roses! So, I don't really um, like this impression you have of me. It's all fantasy. It's all make-believe. Don't worry. Because uh, I didn't paint the roses red. <laughs> yeah, you painted them. You painted them. Uh, you painted them lilac, and Loth hates lilac. So, uh, you guys are wanting to what? Check in with the commander and take a look at the bodies. No, let's look at the bodies first, and then go check in with the commander. Cause yeah, I'm... we'll look at those bodies that hit the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That was good. funny. <laughs> Funny. Uh, just as a heads up, uh, if, and I give the big if, the bodies are still intact and there is still like residual blood that is semi-fresh, I will have advantage on certain things that okay. I will roll for that has to do with blood. Okay. Uh, you watch as Lothar looks down the table and says, well... Which one of you fuckers is going to take them over to the morgue? Because I ain't done eating. And I'm, not, I'm sure as shit not going down there. You see this, uh... This scrawny beanpole of a human male just sort of gingerly raises a hand and says, Yeah, yes, yeah, Sarge, I'll, um... I'll take him now. Uh... Yeah, follow me, you three. Um... It's, uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's just along here. He, he gets up and walks around to your side of the table and begins walking towards the door that you guys came in. As you get to the door, Lathar calls out and says, Oh, hey, you three. Before you go, just, uh, just be respectful. 
You know, at the end of the day, those are our buddies down there. And we're all still feeling the, uh, we're all still feeling the sting of losing them. Mainly so at the fact that we can only find so few. So, uh, I think I speak for all my men here when I say that it would mean a hell of a fucking lot if you could find out what the hell happened to them. We don't leave till the job's done with our... That, that was our deal. Alright. Well, shoot. Go on ahead. Check in with me later. Let me know if there's anything I can do for you. You see the, the soldier begins to lead you out. He leads you... It's like a... It's like an extremely wide street, but it's more like a courtyard. He leads you over. He leads you to this building that leads a uh, staircase downwards and starts to wind about 20 to 30 feet into the descent. It's lit by torches, but it's still extremely dark. And after a couple of minutes of walking, you see he opens this rickety wooden door and you see that it's... It is a morgue of sorts, but it's not coffins, it's just slabs. There's about 40 different slabs, 20 on each side, and all of it, all of them except from three are empty. You see him, he walk in, he's cupped his hands, and he's breathing into them to try and keep him warm, keep himself warm. He leads over to the bodies and says, I'm um I'm gonna I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go stand by the door. If you, uh, if you need me, then feel free to just shout, because I, I don't do so well with, you know, corpses. You see, you've not, you've not, you're not used to this thing, are you, soldier? No, ma'am. Um, I've only been serving for better part of a year, so I'm still in what the... One of my, my comrades called the, the rookie phase and the, the adjustment period, so you know. Still got still got a lot to prove. It'll take you a while, but it'll click. Yeah. Anyway, need me just just go ahead and shout. So you look at the, the three bodies. It is Pause. Ooh. Does he go out the door? No, he's standing at the door. Standing at the door. Yeah. Can I can I ask him to step outside the door and shut the door behind? Sure. Make a persuasion check. Uh, eighteen. Yeah. He he gives you a, a silent nod and closes the door behind him. But you can see there's sort of like a a two foot square window in the door. You can see him. He's just standing literally on the opposite side of the door. Is he watching us? He's peeking every like minute or two, but it's more just to make sure that you guys are okay. It's not uh like cohesively like keeping an eye on you. Can like, I you... look to Anon or Alara and tell one of them to stand at the door? You're gonna do it again, aren't you, bud? Yeah. I'll before you do that, I'll have a chat with him first. Just wait. Just don't do anything yet. I'm going to go out the door and I'm going to speak to him, but don't do anything yet until I come back in, understood? Yeah. So, Elara sort of goes out the door and she basically says to the guard, it's like, right, until we come out of here, I'd recommend 
you can still stand at the door, but keep your back turned. There's methods and techniques that we can use that make, let's say, make people very, very squeamish. So I would really advise you keep your back turned. We'll be fine. We've, we're, the, the king sent us here for a reason. So just stay away from the door and keep your back turned until we come out. Okay. You see, he doesn't even turn to you. He just looks half over his shoulder towards the little window in the door and just says, yep, got it. Just, uh, just, just do your thing. I'm being serious. Don't even look through the window. Yeah, got it. Got it. Right. And Alara goes back in, opens the door, then closes it, walks up to Zara, says, like, right, your control or, or his control? His. <sighs> just, just, if you have to, stand by the door. I'll stand by the door. No. Uh, so, somebody stand by the door, because th this is going to get this is going to get a little nasty. He, seem, he seems to be honed of my blood, so it doesn't seem to like Anon's apparently it's tainted. So maybe it's better him be next to Anon just now. Although we do have a done deal, so I'll stand at the door regardless. If 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 they want to talk to me, they can. Probably won't want to, but hey. All right. Just let so, me know that we're here to just to to, to find out what what sort of wounds happen to these bodies, and that's it. So. When Alara goes to the door, Zaris is going to take his shirt completely off because he's about to get really bloody. Uh, he takes it off and you see him shift. He's bones start cracking, hair turns black, eyes turn black, skin turns really, really dark blue. Watch as Fury pulls off one of the sheets. He opens his mouth. And all you see is just these like razor sharp like teeth all the way around. And he <clears throat> lunges in. And he starts drinking. So essentially what this does is it doesn't allow him to glimpse into the person's mind at what happened or anything like that. It's more the lines. It's kind of like tracking in a sense where yeah. like when you're going out like in the woods or something and you're trying to find tracks for something, it allows him to kind of access that bit and piece to see if he notices what could have potentially done this or if he's trying to track that person in general, he can like taste a person's blood if they had like cut themselves accidentally or it, something along those lines to track that person. So this is a survival role that I have advantage on if it's blood based. If it's not blood based, I just have regular role on survival to see if I can track what I'm looking for. Okay. In addition to so, that, in addition to that, I need you to make me a 
extra roll. I need you to roll me a constitution saving throw as well. Okay, so the the roll, the first roll was a six. The second roll was a 17. So plus survival is plus three. So 17, 18, 19, 30, 20 for the survival roll uh, to see if I notice what could have potentially caused these people to die. The con save, uh, 17 on the con. Okay. You're going to take, I need to find the dice. I need to find the dice. You're going to take two points of poison damage. Okay. That takes away my temp HP. Okay. As fury slash you, um, begins to get a taste for the blood of this particular body. There is a underlying not necrotic but sickening taste that causes you to feel slightly nauseous after about five to ten seconds it doesn't make you vomit but it's that sort of it's that sort of feeling that you burp and a little bit comes up unexpectedly uh as for the survival role the cause of death and you 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 can look at all three of these bodies because they're all they were all uh <coughs> killed by the same thing it is extreme lacerations i'm talking flesh being ripped from bone lacerations across the arms the legs the face the throat the chest the abdomen it is like razor sharp claws just all over these bodies in a fatal, so, in, a, in a wild fatal attacking pattern. Okay, so I do taste that it was more animalistic and not like man-made. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so he's going to unlatch from the person's neck. Fucking disgusting. Uh. Zyrus, go ahead and roll me a... I'm going to call it a medicine check as you pull away. 22. You instantly know that the sickening feeling that you feel after getting a taste for the blood is caused by trace element by trace levels of narcotics. Whoever did this It's narcotic in nature for sure. It's fucking disgusting. So we're talking about either a werewolf or a bugbear. No, no, what, neither one of those I would think would do this. Something lesser or something higher? <laughs> DM, would this taste like narco nar narcotic in the fact of being like arcane? It's, it's drugs. Or is it... It's drugs. Or it's drugs? Yeah. No, it's more like poison. 
Right. It's, it leaves a foul taste. It's, 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 it's bitter. It just tastes terrible. It would taste probably like what her blood would taste like. Thank you. So what, poisoned and then their limbs cut off, or, the, or is this a different kind of narcotic poison that causes his limbs to come off? No, it's... whatever did this is animalistic. It literally ripped them to shreds and probably fed off of them at some degree and poisoned them. And if I had to guess, they probably have some form of, like, poison to go in and kind of put them in a paralytic state. Venom. Yeah, like a snake. DM, can I roll a nature check again to see if I can figure this out? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Nature or medicine, whichever you whichever you want. Nature. She's doing that. There's something else I'd like to try actually thinking about it. If okay with DM. Yes. Uh, no, no, she's clueless. Uh, hold on. What was your what was your line of your line of thought there, Anon? Like really, like really specify what it was that you were trying to figure out. Uh, she was trying to piece together with the venom, with if she was looking at the the kind of the claw marks on the bodies, trying to see if this was kind of whether it was claws or or teeth, and kind of trying to figure out for what she knows. Yeah, there. Yeah, you you're looking at this, and with the the information that's being relayed to you by Fury, there's too many species of creature that could possibly come to mind in order for you to narrow it down. Ian, Elara, something I'd like to try, if allowed. Yeah. Elara looks to Fury, and she's like, "Take a few steps back." She's like looking seriously at the fury and it's like take a couple of steps back. Honestly, don't mind if I do. And then Elera takes her rapier, ignites it, summons uh Henri, the bull. And she's looking at the bull, it's like, right, is there any way you can get the scent of whatever fucking thing attacked this thing? This guy? Any way you can get it. Uh, I snap you buddy. Also, don't mind Fury, he's, he's with us. I will say, go ahead and roll a survival check using your stats. Survival check of my stats. Do, 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 do. 20. Not 20. 20. Nice, nice. So. She's looking at the bullet, she's like, try and see if you can find out from, from the scent where this attack happened or what what thing attacked. I'll say that the bull definitely, like, categorically gets a bead on it, but you're going to have to come up with a way for the bull to communicate it to you. Cause I've got the perfect way, because she looks at Fury. Zaris, you communicate with Onre. I'm sure you can do the exact same thing. Yeah. Right. It looks like Henri's got something. 
I'd like him to pass. I'd, I'd like. I'd like him to pass it on to you to pass on to us. If you'd be so kind. The so the information that Fury gets is that each of the bodies has a uniquely different scent to it, but they all carry an under layer of a of the exact same scent. So from that the first thing that fury is able to determine is that the three different scents are three different host creatures but the underlying scent is the scent of the taste of the the, the narcotic that fury tasted from the blood so that's what they all that's what all three of these bodies share in similarity is that under that undertone scent of this narcotic but each of these bodies was killed by a separate killer and the set the second most important piece of information that fury gets from the bull is that whoever or whatever conducted these killings is close the bull's not able to determine whether or not close means the outpost or the town of Blackfort, but it's one of the two. So Fury is going to have that sinister Joker smile look to the party and just say, They're close. All right. And anything else from Henri? Essentially the gist of what I've already found out, but there were multiples of them, so I'm assuming they form in a pack. But they are close. And if they're uh, close, and they are animals, I can feed on them. Uh, Alara looks towards Henri and she's like, right, can you track them now? The bull looks at you and sort of like kicks its hooves into the ground, sort of giving you the impression that he coods. Henri? So Fury will speak in the the in I'm assuming that it's infernal that it can speak because I haven't looked at the stat sheet in a while. Uh sure infernal, you spoke one when we when we were with uh I can't remember if it's abyssal or infernal. I know how to speak both, but I can't remember if the which I one the bull think, knows. I think it's infernal. Uh but I'll speak in infernal to the bull and say uh if it can track it then i should be able to track it as well okay so uh i'm gonna go over and and instead of tasting the blood i'm going to kind of like do like a dog does where i'm gonna take part of its blood and put it against my nose like and rub it on the bridges of my nose to get the scent Okay. And then I'm going to roll with advantage because it's blood related. 
Okay, so first roll was a three, second roll was a 18 plus three on survival. 21. So, 21. The, the intensity of the scent leads you to believe that the individuals are not within the fort or the, the, out, the outpost. The direction is trying to orientate myself here. The direction is southeastern of the uh, of the outpost's location, which you know, Arcada. You kind of assume that that means the town of Brackfort. <laughs> They're heading home. Uh, question to Zarus as DM to player. Yes. It's <laughs> you go from demonic to that. Yeah, that's it's getting a little disconcerting. Uh, it's obvious that the Ice Queen can contact Zarus. But can she contact Fury? Okay, so this was something that I was going to discuss with you anyway. So, in my mind, the answer to that is no, because of the the I was essentially going to have him be able to contact Dad. Ah, right. Okay. But, but. I'm not opposed to her being able to contact Fury, but the relationship is going to be a lot different. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And yeah, yeah. so I, I need you to understand that the relationship of Fury and Mom is more like the the unwanted child kind of situation like you're not welcome here but you're here and you are a part of this family whether i want it or not kind of deal that's the vibes that you need to have when playing ice queen yep. with fury mm -hmm. yep gotcha gotcha okay okay then I'm so going, I'm do you going, want to contact no it was more for future heads up just in case i decided to go down that road yeah, so um, it, so just keep in mind that if you do decide to do that towards Fury specifically, it's a situation to where that she knows that Fury is physically and spiritually a part of Zerus, but he's kind of like the, 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 the child that was not meant to be born yeah. and was unwanted, but he's there and she has to deal with it yeah. kind of deal. Yeah, gotcha. Until gotcha. Zarus dies, and then he's free of it. <laughs> but Zarus is the Zarus is the favorite child. He's the one that like she adores, she spoils, she treats with like like the the utmost. Oh, oh I got the perfect. I got the perfect. I got the perfect analogy. Y'all ever seen the episode of Simpsons where uh, Bart finds out he had a Siamese twin? I vaguely remember yeah, that. That Homer and Marge had been keeping locked up in the attic and feeding fish heads to for its entire life. Yeah, that was so weird. Yeah, that's the relationship between the Ice Queen and Fury. Fury's locked in the attic and only gets a fish head once a week. 
Yeah, so F Fury, if Fury could, Fury would kill the Ice Queen because, like, I'd it, love she's... to see him try. <laughs> no, no, like, like he knows he can't do it. Like he he knows that he physically has no way and no power to be able to do so. But if there ever was a chance, he would try, just because that's just like he he's been mistreated. Mm -hmm. by her you know so he doesn't give two shits about her the only reason why that he deals with her is because he is literally part of Zerus that he he can't escape from yeah. that he was born from Zerus and has to deal with Zerus's bullshit because he has no other option yeah alright so, so we're gonna wrap up because we've only got about seven or eight minutes left of session time so is there anything that you guys want to do before we wrap up the the whole body inspection part of the session can we summon the bull <laughs> i was gonna say if we can very quickly go talk to the um gorg okay you want you want to go and talk to the commander yeah because i feel like that's a connection that needs to be made now due to the fact that they both came from the guild essentially okay so that kind of needs to be established and gotten out of the way just in case something happens <laughs> all right so i'll say that you guys exit the the morgue the soldier you, you tell the soldier that you want to go and check in with the commander he leads you outside of the, he leads you back up the stairs out into the courtyard and he leads you over towards this what looks to be like the the central building of the outpost you walk in and it is cold stone floor very spartan in furniture it's basically the bare minimum that this place needs in order to run there is this large half-orc male grayed beard slicked back gray hair that's tied into a braid um, and he's wearing this immensely large, very thick fur cloak, and he is sat at a table that is littered with maps and charts and all sort of ma manner of layouts of the, the natural landscape of the region. The The soldier walks up and says, Commander Gorm, um, the... The, the investigators from the capital have conduct, con conducted their uh, inspection of our, our fallen soldiers. Um, they've, they've requested a chance to talk to you. You see Gorm lifts himself up a little bit, writes himself in his chair and looks at the three of you and says, Huh. You decided to not check in with me first. Your sergeant had us inspect the bodies. God damn it, Lathar. Alright. Welcome to Snowcap. I suppose that's already been said, but I'm going trying to extend a courteous welcome here. What have you got for us? Zaris will look over to him and say What's the name of the town? I'm trying to remember the name of the town. Brackford. That were head. B-R-A-C-K-F-O-R-T. Brackfort. 
Zaris will look over to him and say, they're heading home to Brackford. Gorm looks at you, his eyes widen. He relaxes a little bit and says, you speak to me as though you're familiar. Tell me, what's your name? Zaris. His face drops. No. No. There's no fucking way. My eyes go black. There's no fucking way it's you. You know what I've done. I know who you are. I know who you are. So let me make this clear. I'm not here to hurt you or your men or anybody else here. I will not lay a finger on them. You have my word on that. You misunderstand, Cyrus. I never thought I'd see the day where a ghost walked into my outpost. <laughs> Is that what they told you? How long has it been since you've been home? What? 10, 20, 30, 40 years? Give or take. Then you don't know, do you? My gods. You have no idea. You've been gone that long that you have absolutely no idea. Well, after the carnage that I left, I'm surprised that they just let me go off with being a ghost. By the gods. You haven't changed. I remember you. You see, he's, he's tapping the, the stone table. I remember you. The last time I saw you, you were... I was a piss-pot rookie who had a fucking god complex, thinking that I knew yeah. how, the world, how the world ran. You on the I, other- I, I, you on the other hand. I remember you being saddled up with the big leagues. The big earners. You guys thought that you were going to be the ones that kept the guild financially afloat. You took on every single job you could get your hands on. A lot of us envied you for it. Some of us hated you for it because it left us with the scraps. But hey. We're not here to talk business. We're here to talk about you finding out who the fuck killed my man. You see, he places down the, the large, thick quill that was in his hands. And that's where we're going to end for tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be back next week to pick up the next installment 
of Duckies and Dargans. Thank you so much for coming and joining us tonight. It has been a pleasure being back at the table with all of my players. And uh, I'm genuinely, genuinely excited to see how Zarus in particular deals with coming home. It's going to be a lot of... Uh, it's going to be a lot of emotions, and I'm really looking forward to it. So, until next week, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. But, above all else, roll for initiative. You never know, you might have to fight Fury next week. <laughs> we'll find out next week, ladies and gentlemen. I love you so much. Have a great weekend. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.